Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at why you might want to choose Disneyland over Disney World for your vacation. And next episode, we'll do the opposite. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Shout out and thank you to Studio 54 for your recent review. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can check us out on Patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where you can subscribe for bonus content. Or if you need help planning your Disney vacation, you can also support the podcast by using me as your travel agent at no cost to you. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. Connect with us anytime, disneydeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So every once in a while, Leslie and I will get the question from people who are deciding to go to a Disney park. You know, should I go to Disneyland or should I go to Disney World? And this is a fun question that Leslie and I enjoy debating on our own time. But also, I think it's an important question to answer for, especially if you kind of live in the middle of the country. You know, it's it's the same distance to go either way. So we thought for the next two episodes, we would talk about not whether Disneyland or Disney World is better. We both agree that they both have their merits but we thought we would talk about if these are the things you're looking for Disneyland might be right for you or if these are the parameters you're looking for Disney World might be right for you so we're just going to talk about what are the scenarios where a Disneyland or a Disney World trip might make more sense so we're going to split this up into two episodes like I said today in the first episode we're going to talk about Disneyland so reasons to go to Disneyland over Walt Disney World Leslie any comments before you list off your litany of reasons for Disneyland I'm just excited to have any excuse to talk Disneyland (laughs) right now on this on this podcast because I mean I haven't been able to go to Disney World in a while but of course I've been to Disneyland quite a bit so I appreciate everybody indulging all of you Florida focused folks who enjoy hearing a little bit about Anaheim Okay, so let's hear about Anaheim. So start us off. We have six or seven reasons each for each of the parks in today's Disneyland. So start us off. Why Disneyland over Disney World? What type of family is it better for? First thing is that Disneyland does have much easier logistics overall. I mean, there are two parks. They're within walking distance of each other. They're joined up with downtown Disney. There are three on-property hotels that are within walking distance. All of that makes for just a lot easier time once you arrive into the Disney bubble. Then you don't have to worry about a lot of the hassles of monorails and Skyliners and Ubers and all of that good stuff. So the walkability is huge for me. I think that makes it really great for families with babies and toddlers and younger kids. You know, you can easily jump back to your hotel for a nap if you pick a hotel in a good location. Really just just a lot of the pathway is is greased <laughs> for, for a lot of families who were just overwhelmed by the massive size and scale of Walt Disney World. I'd also add to that for people who are flying, who need to fly to a park, the airport in and out in Southern California can be much, much easier. If you can fly into John Wayne or to Long Beach, 
They're both very small airports that are very close, easy to take a shuttle or an Uber from those airports and get in and out very quickly. LAX is a beast all of its own, but but MCO, Orlando, is <laughs> really, really unfun a lot of the time if you're flying in at peak times. Yeah, and I think that on top of all that, one thing that I'm super jealous of about Disneyland, definitely right now, but even in more normal times, is it just feels like because of how it's set up and also because of where it is, last minute planning just seems so much more feasible. I know that you only live an hour flight away, but even if Florida was an hour away, I feel like with how complicated Disney World is, I can't just like hop down there in two weeks without a plan. Whereas with Disneyland, I feel like you can go much more on the fly. Yes, you definitely can. I mean, I'd say that's less the case now, you know, post COVID with a lot more things kind of requiring a little planning in advance. Like for example, dining reservations have gotten more complicated. But, you know, you don't have to have dining reservations at Disneyland. You'll still be able to find plenty of great places to eat on the fly. And and so you don't have to do the level of pre-planning for Disneyland. And I definitely do. (laughs) You know, I'm someone who does get on a a plane, you know, just a couple weeks notice and and head down there. And, you know, a lot of other guests are in the same boat. So so as long as we have, you know, theme park reservations, which I think we are going to have indefinitely, I'm not as concerned about like those reservations all booking up as far in advance. I mean, it's too soon to tell right now because crowd patterns in the the two Disney coasts have been very unpredictable. But I suspect that as we get into 2022, Disney World dates are going to book up sooner than Disneyland dates. It just feels like with there only being two parks, you do not have to take as long of a trip to Disneyland. There's less of an investment, both time-wise, but then I also think it seems at least to me from the East Coast, it seems cheaper too, just because, you know, there are three on-site hotels at Disneyland, but then there's like a litany of off-site hotels and it's, you don't lose as much of the benefit. So it just feels like shorter and cheaper trips are more possible. Is that accurate in your experience? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I go to Disneyland plenty of times for 24 hours, but even when I go for with my family for a regular vacation, the longest vacation we've ever taken there is a three-day vacation. We're about to take, I guess, what is a four-day one, but one of those days is going to be for Oogie Boogie Bash. So, I mean, you can really do it in a weekend or certainly in a long weekend, which means you're spending less on food and spending less on park tickets overall. So so it definitely does mean you can do a cheaper trip, you know, if you're, and, and then if your time is limited, you can do a shorter one and still feel like you aren't missing out on everything. And I am a big fan of a lot of the walking distance hotels. There's some great ones that you can actually spend miles and points on. There's a Fairfield right across the street that I can use my certificates from my Marriott credit card to stay for free at. So that's really just great. I can find ways to save a lot on a Disneyland vacation and and feel like I get my, my money's worth. And I know the park hours have been shorter when Disneyland reopened, but in general, are the park hours longer than they seem to be in Disney World? Yes. So historically, Disneyland especially is open for a very, very long time, usually like eight to midnight was kind of the normal Friday night before COVID. I mean, they are a little bit shorter now, but on average, the park hours are longer. So if you're buying a day's ticket and you're with a, you know, your family can make it from rope drop to close, you're going to get more hours in on average for your Disneyland day. I mean, that's not, there are exceptions to that. I know when I first started returning to Disney World, I would be like, why is everybody in bed? Why is the park closing? We should have like two or three more hours to ride rides. But uh, yeah, 
Not the case. And I'm sure you get more productive hours too, just because you don't have to spend as much time in transportation, right? Very, very good point. I mean, I park hop pretty much every day at Disneyland, but you know, I'm not losing any time because I'm just running right across. And so I'm able to almost devise more efficient touring plans as a result because, you know, one park's too busy, hop to the other one, keep moving, and you don't have that same flexibility at Walt Disney World. So I, I do feel like I get more out of an average Disneyland day without having to work as hard. I mean, that makes sense, given the footprint. Now, one thing we are going to do with both Disneyland and Walt Disney World is highlight some of the unique attractions that you can only get on one side of the country. So tell us what are the unique attractions at Disneyland? All right. Yeah, this is very important because if you have a kid who's obsessed with a certain character or something, if, you know, having that attraction is can really make or break your your Disney vacation. So so Disneyland has a lot of really unique ones that I love. I mean, I'd say the headliner is Radiator Springs Racers. Cars Land in and of itself, you know, it was the first of these immersive lands that Disney has come out with. And it's still holding strong. And Radiator Springs Racers is still a great ride. I don't get tired of going on that one. You do have to wait for it a little bit. But, you know, you don't have to wait as long as maybe some of the other headliner attractions at Disney World. Disneyland, of course, has Indiana Jones. That said, it's breaking a lot. (laughs) But uh, it's still a great ride. It's an excellent ride. I love it. And Matterhorn, which of course is a classic, it is a little bit painful as you get older, but like it doesn't matter because it's Matterhorn. It's great. And I will say Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout over in Disney California Adventure was super controversial when they converted Tower of Terror into it. But in my mind, it's superior. It's a much more fun, energizing ride. The Monsters After Dark overlay is great at Halloween. So that's a must ride for me. All right, I will pick it up from here. There's also, of course, the new Web Slingers ride at Avengers Campus, which a lot of people, non-children, I should add, who have been going to Disneyland have said is a lot of fun. I think it's just a good, fun ride for the entire family to do. And I think eventually the lines won't be as long for that. So that'll be good. Haunted Mansion, of course, People argue about which coast is better for Haunted Mansion. However, one thing that cannot be argued is Haunted Mansion has a holiday overlay in Disneyland, which it does not have at Walt Disney World. There's the Incredicoaster, which is a unique ride. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a super unique attraction, but it is still a roller coaster that Disneyland has and Disney World doesn't. And then, of course, last but not least, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. RIP in Disney World. We do not have it anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's old school Walt. Uh, I love that attraction. Where else can you take a ride with your children through hell? I hope they never change it. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. All right. I think your next point is a bit of a counter to one of my points in the next episode. So tell us the, the next reason why Disneyland is preferable to Disney World. It's the weather. And I won't make people listen to me sing it never rains in Southern California. (laughs) But I mean, it does occasionally rain in Southern California, but the weather is just consistently better year round. I mean, there are some heat waves, but they're nothing like the heat and humidity of Florida in August. And it does not rain as often, which it's really no fun when you get like a major rained out day after day after day on your Florida vacation. So I just love that I can count on the weather being good and and my being able to get my money's worth without walking around in squishy shoes all day long. Serious question. I know that California is affected by wildfires, what feels like 
getting worse and worse every single year. Does that ever affect Southern California or is that more like a Northern California thing? No, it definitely can be affected. I mean, there are plenty of fires in, in Southern California as well. I would say just anecdotally, the last several years, they have not had as as many that have at least affected Anaheim as they have affected me here in the San Francisco Bay Area. But like, obviously, that could change in one year or another. The, the one bit of weather they do have that's kind of frustrating is the Santa Ana winds can start blowing and you can get some pretty windy days that are a little bit <laughs> uncomfortable. But I'll take that over um, rain anytime. All right. So what's your next reason for families choosing Disneyland over Disney World? So the next reason is that there's a lot more in Southern California that you can do on your Disneyland vacation that, you know, isn't theme parks or those kind of attractions. I mean, I think a lot of people go to Orlando and they're, you know, they're hitting Universal or they're hitting SeaWorld or they're doing sort of those kinds of attractions. But LA, of course, you have lots of other vacation things that you can be doing. A lot of people hit the beach or sometimes people will go inland and go to a place like Palm Springs or Joshua Tree National Park or, or things like that. I mean, there's there's so much in Southern California. You know, hop down to San Diego as well from Orange County. So if you love to travel and you want to do something other than just Disney on a vacation, then you're going to have a lot more diverse choices, I think, in Southern California. I know you, Joe, <laughs> have uh, one of your children really wants to go to Disneyland, but Really, it's because she wants to go to the La Brea Tar Pits, right? Yes, I would say that her father wants to go to Disneyland and she will tag along for the ride if she can go check out the dinosaurs at La Brea Tar Pits. It's funny because if you are going to Disney World, I feel like if you go for a week to Florida, you really want to spend at least five or six of those days at Disney World. Whereas if you go to California for a week, even if you're coming from the East Coast, you know, you can spend two to three days in Disneyland and still go see what else there is to see in Southern California for three to four days. You know, there's the San Diego Zoo and then all that other stuff that you said as well. So I think it's a great point that just in terms of area, despite what Mayor Deming says, when you arrive at the airport, there's just a lot more to do in LA. Yeah, totally agree. And I'm I'm guilty sometimes of not doing as much of it as I should because I am taking these quick vacations. But the couple of times that we've gone down for you know, a longer time in Southern California, it really is just great to get to do so many different things. We did one trip actually when my kids were younger. My son was a toddler where we went to Palm Springs and we slept in the Wigwam Motel in San Bernardino. And it was really, it was really fun. We did sort of just a classic, you know, a little bit of Route 6. Um, a classic SoCal road trip with one day at Disneyland at the end. And it just checked a lot of the right boxes. All right. So let's close it out. What is your final reason that people might want to consider Disneyland, especially in the next couple of years? So in the next couple of years, I would say consider Disneyland because it's not where the 50th is happening right now. Of course, at Walt Disney World, you know, the 50th anniversary is kicking off October 1st. And, you know, that's going to draw crowds you know, right now the crowds have been unpredictable as people have sort of tried to figure out whether they're going to vacation and, and when. But I suspect they're going to be flooding in more as we go into 2022. And, and uh, you know, Disneyland does have its annual pass holder program back, now known as Magic Key. But thus far, the locals aren't flooding the parks as much as they used to. I think Disney's keeping a cap, at least right now, on reservations for the locals. So it may be that, you know, out-of-towners can have a little bit more elbow room at Disneyland in, say, 2022 and maybe even into 2023. We shall see. 
All right. Well, those are a lot of great reasons to visit Disneyland. To me, I think the main thing is overall, I feel like the convenience level is just a lot higher with not having to spend as many days with everything being a lot more compact. And then the thing that you didn't even mention, Leslie, is it being Walt's Park. That's nice for like nostalgia reasons. But in general, it just feels like Disneyland itself is one of if not the best designed Disney park in the world. I mean, it's definitely in the competition. I don't know if it's because it was Walt's Park, but all the reviews I always see of Disneyland is that just the way that it's laid out just makes so much sense, even when they jammed uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in there. Yeah, I totally agree. As a history buff, I love that part of Disneyland, and that's what I've kind of fallen in love with, and that's why I stay at places like the Disneyland Hotel. It just kind of ooze, ooze the history and, and uh, the story. So if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're somebody who's watching all of the you know, Imagineering story on <laughs> Disney+, Plus, then Disneyland is the resort for you. All right. Well, you've made a compelling argument for Disneyland, Leslie. I look forward to talking about Disney World next episode. But before we get to that, do you have a Disneyland do or don't for us? Yes. So I alluded to this earlier, you know, that you don't have to plan Disneyland as far in advance. But if you can, (laughs) do plan it earlier and more in advance, perhaps than you have in the past, because people are planning Disneyland a little bit more competitively. The hotels, especially the ones that are super popular or super close, are, you know, booking up a little bit earlier or their prices are going up a little bit further out than they used to. So if you can plan just a little bit ahead, get a jump, say four or five months instead of three or four months, then you will get some better deals and, you know, ideally get those, be ready to snag those dining reservations at 60 days out, et cetera, et cetera. So if you have the skills from Walt Disney World and can apply them a little bit to Disneyland, you're going to be golden. All right. Great tip. Well, if you prefer Disneyland as a destination or if you have reasons why you would go to Disneyland over Disney World for a particular trip, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Get ready for reasons to visit Disney World next week. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you eagerly awaiting my Disney World rebuttal. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff.